Greetings, greetings. Welcome back to another episode of All 22. Uh, I'm your host, Fred Curtis, along with uh, host Kelly Dossie. Kelly, happy Thursday. Soon to be Friday. Uh, <clears throat> ready, man. I need I, I need this weekend. <laughs> Amen. Amen. A nice little break in. I'm not working tomorrow either, so fantabulous. Um, we're going to go ahead and dive in. We got limited time today. Just so much to cover from both the college and the NFL landscape. Um, we're going to start with Wednesday matinee football, which, you know, never thought I'd hear. Uh, but 2020 and COVID are just, you know, uh, very weird realities. So uh, the Ravens and the Steelers finally played yesterday, or if you listen to this Friday, played on Wednesday. Um, at, the game was rescheduled, what, three times? Supposed to be on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then <laughs> then Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday no, Sunday. Yeah. And then Tuesday. <laughs> and then Wednesday. Uh-huh. Yeah, four times. Good grief. Um, so anyway, they finally got it in. Uh, Pittsburgh eked out a squeaker, a 19 to 14 victory. Um, the only thing, the only biggest thing I want to highlight is I, I always thought that 10 point spread was ridiculous. Um, it was ridiculous, especially for this game. Yeah. These, well, these two opponents. Yeah. These two teams. I mean, Pittsburgh can be 0 and 11 and Baltimore can be 11 and 0. And I wouldn't take anything bigger than five and a half points. <laughs> like, yeah, man, that was, like, that was ridiculous. It's wild. Um, <laughs> But I know you got a lot of thoughts on 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 primarily the Ravens and some you know personnel changes that could have been made to make them more competitive. I think we agree with a lot of those. But um, lots of lots of points in that game you can you can look at and say you know really one or two or three things and you can be like man if that would have went differently Baltimore could have pulled it out um, shorthanded. But I mean what sticks out to you most from from their performance on Wednesday? Well, I think um, like. Like we said, the 10-point spread was ridiculous just because it's t- these two teams. Uh, they play pretty similar. Aside from the – the this, well, this year is kind of different. Pittsburgh's running game is literally being throwing five-yard passes. Yeah. And it works for them because, you know, he, all of their receivers are pretty different. Um, but he has a good group. Plus, you add in Ebron at tight end. They haven't ran the ball well this year. Um, I know Connor had a breakout year. I think what is that first year? I've I've never been a believer in him. <laughs> um, but it's a nice story, but it's a nice story. But that defense uh, has been dominant. Um, you got one of the best playmakers at safety, two edge rushers, but Dupree, you know, he's out now. Uh, but pretty dominant defense. Uh on the other side with the Ravens, look, they had so many guys out. You, you you're missing. You're missing your Pro Bowl, All-Pro, uh, free agent signing in Calais Campbell. Mm-hmm. You're missing Matt Judon. You're missing Brandon Williams. <laughs> so you're missing you're missing the, the the middle of that defense, which has struggled the past two weeks. All right, and the pass rush. Um, you're missing uh, obviously Lamar Jackson. Your your best target, well not best receiving target in Willie Sneed. Um, that's not even saying much, but that's another <laughs> point. Uh, you're missing Mark Andrews. You're missing three offensive lines. Like you're Bro. missing the, the two running backs, and you still only lost by five points. Man. <laughs> and I believe um, this is my opinion. Um, RG three is just for one. For one, Pittsburgh has film on RG three when exactly. he's filled in for Lamar Jackson, or if they just they had the game in hand. Um, and he's played. Now, film on uh, Lamar. Uh, I'm sorry, RG three. He can't run the way he used to. I would have started Trace McSorley. 
mm-hmm. and just had RG3 as the backup. If Missouri just played like trash, then you put RG3 in. That's what I would have done. Um, he came in. He did some nice things. He had the long pass to um, Hollywood uh, Brown. That was more catch and run. But I think you could have designed more things Lamar Jackson like mm-hmm. with Missouri. Whereas RG3, I don't think he can do some of those things with his legs. Missouri um, has fresh legs. All right. So you had the, the incident before the half. It should have been called a penalty. It should have. <laughs> but the offensive line didn't play with a sense of urgency either. No. They weren't trying to get the running back up, one trying to get guys off. Mm-hmm. Well, if you get guys off, that's a penalty. But they weren't trying to get their guy up, and they weren't in the rush. The questionable decision to call the timeout was, I don't understand that. Uh, I don't understand the timeout before that anyway. But they still had the right idea. They still had the right play. If you play with some sense of urgency, you get that play off, and then you at least have one second left. Uh-huh. Besides all of that, the eight-string tight end should have still caught the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so Mika came back and made a good play. But, you know, Mark Andrews makes that play. Yeah. So – um, I mean, those are my thoughts. Um, even with that, the Ravens have dropped, what, three in a row now? Uh, lost to the Patriots, who um, had a great running game, and they played in the monsoon. They lost to the Tennessee Titans, where they had the lead. Then uh, Derrick Henry went wild uh, the second half. Then they lost this game with all these injuries. But as we said these past few weeks, look at the remaining schedule, and yeah. – we both like this team more than last year, not scheme-wise, but simply because they're going through a lot of adversity now and they have five more opponents. Mm-hmm. And if they can – opponents that they, they should beat, they should win all the five games. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, they win all five games. They're in the postseason. But if they win, you know, let's say four and one, they're still in. So – I think if as long as they go in the postseason healthy, I think they can make a run. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. And I, I haven't been worried about this team not making the postseason. Um, and just for, you know, folks who, who don't understand, it's not a matter of like they – they. it's not just that they should at least go 4-1 and one down the stretch. I mean, for those of you who don't know their remaining schedule, they play Dallas this coming Tuesday, then they're at Cleveland – versus Jacksonville, versus the Giants at Cincinnati. They are at least, at the very worst, going 4-1. <laughs> and, so, and, and if they don't, it's, they don't deserve they it. Don't, they don't deserve at all. There's no like, oh, we didn't have, you know, eight starters at this Pittsburgh game or whatever else. It's like, all right, if you, don't, if you can't beat the Cowboys, Jaguars, Giants, and Bengals, then – you know, you don't deserve it. Go, go home. Right. So <laughs> um, that's the element of just like their schedule. And we knew that we talked about this in the in the offseason, how that, you know, stretch at the middle of the season. They just went through Steelers at Colts, at Patriots, Titans, at Steelers was going to, you know, sort of be a difficult stretch. And, you know, you could expect to struggle through that. I thought maybe they would have been able to go two and three because three of those games were on the road. They ended up going one and four. But it's fine because they started the year so strong. Schedules matter. The structure of schedules matter when you only play 16 games. Um, and they, like I said, they end the Jack, Jaguars, Giants at Bengals last three games. Um, Bengals are, Bengals are <laughs> down to their second string quarter, second or third string. Jacksonville's down to their second or st- third string. The mm-hmm. Giants are the Giants. The Giants you know, Giants. Daniel Jones is a walking turnover. Like, listen, 
Like, yeah. like if they don't win those games, I'm not even mad that they're not in the postseason. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> like you don't deserve it. And within the context of that, Cleveland has Tennessee this Sunday, Baltimore the following week. Then they go at Giants, at Jets, Steelers. I mean, it's it's Same. plausible, and I would expect them honestly to go two and three down that stretch. So uh, yes. they finish with a either a tiebreaker or a worse worse record than the Ravens. And if the Ravens happen to beat them next Monday, uh, then over. obviously Baltimore will uh, right. Vegas losing was big. Um, you know, at this point, if they were if they were able to beat uh, the Falcons this past Sunday, Baltimore might be in a different situation. Miami scheduled down the stretch is, I think, just going to be too much for them to overcome. Yeah. So, look, I'm still bullish on the Ravens making the playoffs. Um, and like you said, I like them better this year than I did last year um, just because of the adversity, because they've had to actually struggle through some things. Last year, they played some close games, so we're not going to, like, fall into that narrative. Um, but there was no – everything was just a little bit too easy. And too so – when, when Tennessee came in there marching and Derrick Henry was just running all over people, like when they went down in that game, there was never a feeling really that they were going to come back from that. Um, mm-hmm. They've been through enough to where should they go to Kansas City in the AFC title game down, and they get down, you know, 20 to seven or whatever. There's a, there are enough points this season where somebody can rally. They can, guys can rally on the sideline to where Greg Roman and Wink Martindale should have an idea of what they need to do to sort of change things around, you know, they- and he, Let's go ahead. Yeah, they they rallied. Uh, the Tennessee game could have. Yeah. This could really be an zero and five stretch. It really could be. They rallied against Tennessee. They had. Uh, yeah, they rallied against Tennessee. Um, they could have beaten this team. They could have beaten the, the Patriots. Oh. And they had to lead. Um, they had to lead against Tennessee. I'm sorry. They 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 rallied against Indianapolis. And one because they were down. Mm-hmm. They had the lead at Tennessee. They blew it. And they played close enough with New England. But at the end, once once you're behind, once you're in that rain, then you got to throw the ball. Yeah. You know, you could barely, we could barely see the players on TV. So, Bro, that was, it. yeah, that was crazy. That was just an act of God. Um, so, yeah, man. <laughs> and, you know, on, on yesterday, like, Look, they they played the team. They played the best defense in the league, hands down. They played the only undefeated team in the league, and their quarterbacks did this: Trace McSorley, two of six, seventy-seven yards. Robert Griffin yeah. III, seven of twelve, thirty-three yards. yards. All right, they only had a hundred twenty-nine yards rushing. Okay, we say only because <laughs> this team averages, I think, one seventy. But they still averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Still averaged 4.6. This was without, you know, your best tight end, without your MVP at quarterback, without one of your weapons on the outside, without the two of your best – def- <laughs> Without the best left tackle. Now, he's not coming back, but still, without the best yeah. left tackle. Not this year. But um, without probably two – maybe not two – your two best defenders. But Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell. Two most important. Two most important guys. <laughs> All right. You went you went to the undefeated best defense in the league and had a chance to win the ball game at the end. That yep. you know, there are no moral victories, right? The team's still yeah. six and five. But when you combine everything they did not have Wednesday on top of their remaining schedule, on top of sort of what, what you can take away from those games from a mental perspective, that's different. And we don't calculate that. And the, the two Super Bowls they've won, especially 2012, people will forget they were world beaters in 2011. They didn't have the number one seed. I think they were 12 and four. And people yeah. were really bullish on their opportunities. And then Lee Evans dropped the pass and Billy Cundiff sank the kick. Um, but <laughs> the next year, 2012, when they won the Super Bowl, 
They lost some games at they, the end. That stretch was rough. Games. It was rough. I think it was – I mean, they were one or two games above 500, and then the Giants came to town, a team they were much better than. They beat the brakes off them and then got it going. But yeah, Baltimore is – I mean, I, this, this is obviously our team. Right? We, we have – none of the Super Bowls came in a year where they were just world beaters. There were years where, like, you know, the team that got knocked down, and they've had guys come together, veteran guys – come together and, and use those moments as opportunities to sort of learn and grow and, and become a more cohesive unit. Look, I'm not necessarily picking them to win the Super Bowl. Maybe I will. Um, but I tell you this, I'm looking at the AFC playoff picture now. The only team I would not pick them to beat is Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if like you said, you just want to get in. And Especially if you get in, if you get in, um, whether that's the seventh, six, whatever seed you are, you know, you have an opportunity to win a uh, postseason game. Yeah. Once you win one, on to the next game. So they're going to, um, like, they should go uh, four and one. They should go four and one. I think Cleveland's probably going to go two and three at best, three and three. They can beat the Browns. Um, I'm they sorry, should go five uh, two and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two and three at best, three and two. I said three. So, yeah, and they should. They still should beat Cleveland. Yeah, because they're just a better team. It's a better roster. Better team, better one. matchup. Yeah. And if Cleveland is going to rely on Baker Mayfield, we Good this luck. is not a hating on Baker Mayfield. We've <laughs> seen that he can't carry you against good teams mm-hmm. without that running game. And Baltimore, that's you know that's one of their strengths. So. We'll see. Um, they better beat the brakes off the Cowboys, though. <laughs> oh yeah, without without question. Now, like I said, man, if they don't, if you don't beat the Cowboys, like all right, bro, we don't need to talk about you. It's not going to happen. We get Tuesday football, bro. We Sunday, Tuesday. Monday, and Tuesday. They play <clears throat> hey, on I'm, Tuesday. I'm with it. Ain't nothing else to watch. We still got a few more weeks until the NBA. So um, give give it all to me. Yeah. Um, and just for context, for folks, the Dolphins in the season: Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, at Raiders, at Bills. I mean, that's. That, that, that is it's, one of the more difficult stretches in the NFL to close the season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, even the Raiders are six and five. They're currently slated, slated rather in the eighth spot uh, at Jets this week, Colts, Chargers, Dolphins at Broncos. I actually think the Jets are going to get their only win of the season this week. Um, Colts, Chargers, <laughs> Dolphins, Broncos is no joke. So, you know, you know, <laughs> what would be hilarious is if the Jags end up with a worse record than the Jets. Oh, it's going to happen. That's gonna be. Hilarious. It's gonna happen. I haven't put it on Twitter yet because I don't want all them. <laughs> yeah, I already know it. It's gonna be feelings, but but look, I I don't want it to happen just because. Well, just just because of what I'm expecting, Justin Fields going to declare. I'm hoping if he declares, I'm hoping he goes to number two. Uh, goes number two overall, or he's the second highest rated quarterback. Whoever, I want him to go to the Jags, man. Fields? I just want I want to see, um. I mean, either way, I'm a I'm a low key kind of Jags fan because it's close proximity to where I grew up. Yeah, um, I kind of root from for them from afar, and I had one of my high school teammates uh, play for them, so I kind of want them to be good. But I want the brother to go there. <laughs> no, I'm with that. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I I wouldn't mind. You know, of course, I wouldn't mind Trevor Lawrence going there, but you know. I think Justin Fields would be a much better fit in Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville and Duval County at large are like amazing places for black people. Very underrated too. 
And, you know, if you're a single brother, you can do much worse than Jacksonville, Florida. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> you never, if you've if you never been there and you, you're a single brother looking for a beautiful black woman, Jacksonville's a nice little spot. That's my free game for the day. Um, the Jaguars end at Vikings, Titans, at Ravens, Bears, at Colts. They're not winning another game. Um, so <laughs> they're just not. The Jets got Raiders at Seahawks at Rams, Browns at Patriots. So that's a tough first schedule. I could see them going two and 14, winning this Sunday against Vegas, and then winning that closeout game at the Patriots. And like, you know, people talk bad about Sam Darnold. He's obviously, he's this is probably obviously his last year there, but Sam Darnold is not good enough to take you to eight and eight. He's not bad enough to take you to almost 16, too. And I know he, you know, was out for quite a few games. I just – I don't see Sam Darnold closing out this season. He's not going to terrible the yeah. whole year. Yeah. He's been terrible all year. Yeah. Awful. So, look, they're going to they're gonna find – they're going to find a way to win one of these games. I feel like they'll win two. And I'm going to kind of rejoice in that um, and then do some trolling on, on, <laughs> Me uh, too. on Twitter as well. Um, so uh, of course. <laughs> that's our bait and switch there. Moving on to the Heisman race, um, handicapping the race, which is really starting to heat up. Uh, and, you know, college football up to this point you know, has been a little bit more difficult to get into. Um, <laughs> but um, that, uh, it's been it, there's been weeks where I haven't watched a full game. Yeah, it's tough. And Florida State hasn't played in three weeks, so. I haven't watched a full. I haven't watched college football in three weeks. Yeah, because they haven't been on TV. It's tough, no matter man. what their record is, I'm gonna watch them them regardless. <laughs> and then I kind of flip the channels through other games on commercials. I haven't watched college football in three weeks. Yeah, like a full game. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, with the holiday season kind of thing. Guys will just have a lot more time, and then there yeah. are way less uh, game cancellations this weekend as well which is encouraging because when you see a bunch of games just getting canceled or postponed, like it really does hamper you wanting to games. watch. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to watch this, but this Friday low key in one of the matchups I'm excited. And y'all can call me a football nerd. If you want, Louisiana goes to Appalachian state um, Friday night at eight 30. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Ohio state, Michigan state is still on for now. It probably shouldn't happen, but it will because the big 10 needs Ohio state in the college football playoff and the playoff wants any excuse to put in Ohio state so they can get Molly Watt by yep. Alabama. So that's still on the schedule. Um, not a lot, a whole lot. Of, ooh, excuse me. Not a whole lot of marquee matchups this week. I guess the best you can probably find is Indiana at Wisconsin, but uh, thinking about the Heisman race right now, biggest contenders, my guy, Cal Trash, big Cal Trash fan. <laughs> You heard it here first. You literally did uh, over the summer. <laughs> you um, literally did. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tell him. Uh, Kyle Trask at Florida. Mac, ja Mac Jones. Good grief. I can't talk. Mac Jones uh, at Alabama. Justin Fields at Ohio State. Trevor Lawrence. Clemson. Zach Wilson at BYU. So, look, a quarterback is winning uh, the Heisman. Out of those five guys right now, if you had to vote right now. Mac Jones. How, how you rank? Oh, why? Jones. The not like first off, you lose your best weapon, and just a hot take. Is it a hot? It may or may not be a hot take. I think Jalen Waddle is wide receiver one, but you know, oh, that's a debate. Uh, hey, we got you know you got Jalen Waddle, you got Jamar Chase, and you got his teammate Devontae. Smith. Oh, Devontae Smith. Mm. Those are those are the top three. Those are the yeah. top three. Um, much like the Henry Ruggs discussion we had last or this past summer, like who mm -hmm. has the best potential. I think that's Jalen Waddle. I think yeah. Jalen Waddle is better than Henry Ruggs. Me too. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, you lose your best weapon. 
and you just keep on pushing. I think, it, oh, oh, he's close to like 80% completion percentage. And it's absurd. It's, 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 it's crazy, man. And we thought, okay, it's Tua, you know, or maybe, or we thought it was Hurts. You know, Hurts, they were more conservative. Tua come in, and Tua's making that offense go. Uh-huh. Ah, it's, you know, that system is what. <laughs> hey, Sark, Sark is dialing it up, dog. Sark is dialing it up. But you still have to have the quarterbacks mm-hmm. to put the ball in the spot. And he's putting it on the money, man. Yep. And it's like he's not phased against anyone. Yep. And it, it, it helps because when Tua got hurt, he was thrust into action late last year. They should have beat Auburn last year. Yep. Um, he had that pick six. He threw, he threw it behind um, the receiver a little bit. He had that pick six. Yeah, two pick sixes, didn't he? Three. He had two pick sixes in the Iron Bowl, didn't he? It was something crazy. I I just remember that one. Um, just because that was 99 yards. (laughs) (laughs) And that kid was and that kid is from Valdosta. So (laughs) (laughs) that kind of stuff was. But um, yeah, man, he's been on. He's been on. Uh Caltrass has been great too. I think Matt Jones has just been a little bit better. Yeah. No, I I agree, man. I mean, I I think it's gotta be Mac Jones and you know, Mac Jones numbers this year, you know, 76.2 completion percentage, just over 2,700 yards, 23 touchdowns, three interceptions. I'm, I'm fine looking at Mac Jones's numbers because he's doing it in a pro style offense. And yeah. people, I think sometimes overestimate completion percentage, but, <clears throat> and this is why, you know, his passes are down the field. His passes. His pass, he's, he's not throwing not and dunk. <laughs> he's not throwing, like, it doesn't matter who your weapons are to an extent. You still got to put the ball. You still got to place it where those guys can go get it. So, yeah, maybe his completion percentage is eight to ten points higher with Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith with Waddle's not when he was healthy. With, with the weapons he has, then, you know, if he had, you know, fourth or fifth round weapons as opposed to top, you know, 15 picks or whatever. But you still got to you still got to place the ball and you still got to place the ball against SEC secondaries. And it's a lot of guys at Texas A&M and LSU and Auburn who are going to find themselves playing on Sundays. So for him to do what he's doing in a pro style offense, placing the ball where it should be, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is still a very clear quarterback one. And we'll have offseason to talk about yeah, this. Yeah. But, you know, Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. They're competing for Mac- the- they're competing, man. You can't say so, Mac Jones not going to be the second overall pick. I know I'm a. That's my hot take. Yeah. So with the uh, and <laughs> I won't get too deep, but like we we when we when we're discussing prospects, you always you can't simply look at stats. You can't look at all of the numbers, the team, or whatever. You just got to look at the traits. With the quarterback, is he if he's somewhat mobile? Is he accurate? Are these passes downfield? And where's the ball placement? Uh-huh. Mac Jones is doing that. Kyle Trask is doing that. <laughs> um, Justin Field, like all of these guys, Zach Woods, all of these guys have good ball placement. Yes. So it's a matter of now these GMs nitpicking on what they like the most. And, and that's because the thing. You have, you have four guys, Trey Lance. I am, you, you have four or five guys. You're like, okay, who do I like more in my yeah. offense? And you know everybody's going to nitpick after the season, so you may see you may see a, a team Kyle Trask. You may see Jacksonville. Hey, I like Kyle Trask more than Justin Fields. Who knows? But yeah. 
Yeah, man. Uh, it's not a Big 12 off. It's not Oklahoma. It's not Spencer right. Rattler throwing it to the flat. Right. And, you know, you have 50 yards of yak. It's not a hitch and somebody breaks the tackle and go. Mac Jones is putting – Mac Jones and Kyle Trask, these guys are putting it on the, putting money. the ball downfield. Sometimes out of eye formation. <laughs> yeah. And only – where only those guys can catch it. Yeah. That's what we're – that's what we talk about when we, when we say traits. Like a catchable ball. Yeah. <laughs> you throw a catchable ball. Like Drew Brees. Drew Brees always throws a catchable ball. Mm-hmm. You can – whether you say he doesn't have arm strength or whatever – when he throws it to you, it's in your radius where you can catch it. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the number one traits a quarterback needs to have. Yeah. Other than the knowledge of the game, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh I think Mac Jones, I think Kyle Trash second. Um, they're doing great in what people say is the best conference in the country. Yeah, man. So they're both doing it in the best conference <laughs> in the country. You know, we like to say <laughs> SEC gets too much hype, but if you're going to say this is the best conference in the country, they're dominating the best conference in the country. Exactly. They're dominating those SEC defenses who don't play defense anymore. No. <laughs> but, hey, man, Matt Jones Matt Jones has to be first in the Heisman race. Yeah. No, we agree, man. I'm going Matt Jones first, Kyle Trask second, um, probably Zach Wilson third, Trevor Lawrence fourth, and Justin Fields fifth. Fields is the Justin same Justin Fields just doesn't have enough film. I was about to say. He just same doesn't thing. have the game. <laughs> Obviously, I think I had Justin Fields winning the Heisman this year if they had a full schedule. Mm-hmm. But it, he's just not going to play enough games like those other guys. BYU is 9-0. Nine and, nine and, and they got Coastal so he has Carolina not, this week. Yeah, That's they play Coastal Carolina uh, this weekend. So we're really going to – he's auditioning for the Heisman race. He's auditioning mm-hmm. for, you know, his draft stop. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, I mean, I think this is a unique year, and this would have really been fun for it to be a full year. You know, we got to think about what we kind of didn't get to experience because it's you got five guys who are competing for the Heisman, and they all legitimately deserve to be in the conversation, maybe except for Justin Fields. Not because we don't like him again, but he's only played, what, four games. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think all – I got a lot of hot takes today. I think all five of these guys are going in top 12. First round. You said top what? I think top Top 15. Top 15. I, I, I have to see the, the, the end result of the – yeah, of the old draft yeah. order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, obviously people can trade up and things like that. I think this is the year where you're like, if you need a quarterback, you're in the top 15, you know, on the fringe of top 20, you're like, I don't need to trade up. Yep. Because I'm fine with QB2 to QB5 mm-hmm. running my team. So this, this, this seems like one of those years. Yeah, I mean, they're all going, all five of them going first round. That's yeah. that's that's a lock. The current draft order, obviously, Jets, Jaguars, top two, both need quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, this is in my first mock draft. You can go read that at www.relentless.love. They pick four if they're taking a quarterback. Who? They're not the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Dallas, Dallas. Because they can say how much they like Dak Prescott, but you haven't given them a long-term deal. You're not committed to anybody until you give them the money. So, and they've never expected themselves to be in this position, right? If they were picking you know, on the teens, maybe they don't take a quarterback because their equation is never considered picking, having a top five pick. When you got a top five pick in a quarterback draft that's this deep, you know, I think they go with that. So you got the uh, Cowboys, Chargers, Eagles don't need quarterbacks. Panthers, you know, is Teddy Bridgewater really your long-term solution? No. I don't think so. 
So, okay. you know. Draft him. He only yeah. signed a three-year deal. They would be seventh right now. Washington would pick eighth right now. The Lions pick ninth. Time to move on from Matt Stafford. Time Falcons, are you thinking about life after Matt Ryan? Broncos would be 12. Fuck. If this, with this draft order, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's five in the top 12, though. I'm telling you, it could be, yeah. It's just so many teams are quarterback starved, and you you can talk yourself into all of these guys. And honestly, I, scouting is getting so much better, even at the high school level. Yeah. And and what I'm starting to see, and you probably notice better as like a high school, not probably, you do notice better as a coach. I feel like these guys are just more mature now. They're with quarterbacks? Yeah. I think because you have the seven on seven things and coming into high school, you have a lot of quarterbacks who are saying, I play quarterback. Like, this is what mm-hmm. I play, so I'm going to work on it. You, they're, they're on seven on seven teams in ninth grade. They're getting these private trainers. Uh, they're, going, they're going to these camps. They're playing quarterback you know, like truly playing quarterback, not just, yeah. you know, the, the coach picking the best athlete and throwing them under center. Yeah. Now nah, these kids are playing quarterback and they're getting the tools and all of those things really early. And if, if you make up in your mind, what's crazy is, um, <laughs> I'm not going to say his name, but uh, you, you, uh, your boy, assistant principal told us a story about Justin Fields today. <laughs> Um, and it, 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 and he said this exact same thing. Um, he was saying how his dad, just Justin, was a great baseball player, travel mm-hmm. ball, all of that, spending all this money. But he told his dad he wanted to be a big time quarterback. Mm-hmm. So his dad said, "You know what? We're going to make sure you be a big time quarterback." Mm-hmm. So from ninth grade, he just kept putting in the work, putting in the work. Five star quarterback goes to Georgia, transfers Ohio State, going to be a top five pick. Doing his thing. So these kids are making up in their mind early. They want to be a big time quarterback and they have so many resources now uh-huh. where they can get those skills refined. Uh-huh. I mean, that goes for every position, but especially quarterback now. Yeah. I think you're seeing that they're coming into the league. I think with a little bit more advanced knowledge of reading defenses of, you know, recognizing different coverages of being able to work through their progressions. Like, I don't think, I don't think any of these guys are going to be a bust now, whether or not they all turn out to be elites or all pros, yeah, like that's, I, different. Yeah, that's yeah. different. Like I think Burrow and Herbert will be eventually all pro level guys, but do I think you're going to be able to build rosters that can win Super Bowls around all five of these guys? Yeah, I do. Now some will need more perfect rosters than others, right? You know, you might have a Andy Dalton or, a, you know, or a, or a Josh Allen within that group, but you know, the Bengals should have made a Super Bowl at some point through their through their decade long run. <laughs> they, you know what I'm I mean? glad they didn't, but yeah. they should have. <laughs> you know, so um, I like all these guys, man. Yeah, with just just the advancements, both that the that the quarterbacks are making, like you mentioned, but then also scouting is just getting better. Because I mean, these guys are also starting to get scouted at like 12 or 13, so they're in the yeah. spotlight, and so even their maturity levels and how they think about going about preparing for games and their work ethic, it's just light years ahead of your Achilles Smiths and your Jamarcus Russells and your Ryan Leafs. And I think that's why we're seeing less like bust bust quarterbacks. We you know what yeah, I mean? We don't see like they may, like you said, they may not be. All pro. Now, the Mitchell Trubisky, he had no business being the number two overall. Yeah, and everybody knew that. Him, Blake Bortles. And everybody knew that. We all but knew. It, that's not hindsight. <laughs> if he was a late first rounder, cool. Right. You know, he shouldn't have been the just, you know, number two overall pick, day one starter. He shouldn't have been that guy. But, yeah. hey. Yeah. 
They get paid well, more than we do. So and that's why they're gonna pick first or second again. Um in this draft. God bless the Jack. I want to see the Jaguars be good. Miles Jack wasn't down. Um <laughs> sorry, I read the break. Man. Um, moving on, man, real quick. Um, we both think the Jets are going one and 15, so we won't do the, the only 16 talk around the Jets, but the Steelers somehow are 11 and 0. Um, and I think we both picked, I had Pittsburgh winning 13 games, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, that yeah they are. We both said, I think, 13 and three. Yeah, that they're so we're not complete they haters. No, no, not complete haters. Hey, we recognize, <laughs> you know, and it makes it makes it easier, honestly, to have the team you hate the most be a great franchise because they got Mike Tomlin, the head coach. I so know, man. So it's hard to hate. I don't hate on a brother. Yeah. And I love how he keep it real. He said they played like a JV team in his press conference. <laughs> and he was right. There was yeah, no reason. Right. That game should care. not have been that close. Listen, as a competitor, as a football player, I think it was just human nature to have a letdown. You see all these guys out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we talked about this, but so all these guys out, you're expected to win. You're 10 and 0. You let your foot off the gas. You know, they dropped a lot of passes in the red zone. They got held to three because of like it was a sloppy game. You did win, but this is one of those things where you can kind of is itching towards a first round exit for me with the big yeah, man. Yeah. Like first playoff game. <laughs> and this is not me being a hater. This is just how the games have looked, mm-hmm. how they're winning. They're short passes. They don't run the ball well. They do. If if the defense doesn't create turnovers in the postseason, you're not going to have a lot of success. So I don't think they're going 16 and 0. I'm looking at the schedule. They have Washington, Bills, uh, Bengals, Colts, Browns. I can honestly see them winning, losing two or three of those games. Yeah, man. If the Browns have something to play for, we we talked about this last week, you know, I can see them winning that game. The Colts, I like the Colts, man. I like their defense. If Phillip doesn't turn the ball over, obviously. That's always been the key with him. I think they lose that game because Phillip is going against a great defense. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to turn. (laughs) But I think the Bills can get him. Oh, yeah. I think uh, the Bills are at home. They play the same you, the, the gritty style. You lose one of your edge rushers. You got um, Josh Allen. Um, so I think they lose that game at least. Um, and the Browns could be a tricky one. Yeah, I think uh, I think they lose to Buffalo, and I think they lose to uh, Indy. So I think they go fourteen and two. For me, you think Indy can get them. I think, I think Indy, Indy can get them, man. Phillip just got to take care of the ball, which is a big if. <laughs> um, and, and, Indy's defense, though, is the reason why I think they can beat them. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think for me, man, you know, and that Buffalo game, looking at that, that's that's one of the games I'm like, man, I wish we had fans. Because to me, that's like, it's a Sunday night. That's NBC, too. That's a like, a, it would be snow and Buffalo would beat the brakes off of them. Them fans would be going wild. It'd be 38 to 16. Yeah, Chris Collins. Oh, would, yeah. Oh, yeah, this yeah, Bills yeah. team is legitimate. You know, but anyway, <laughs> um, that's like an atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that we're not going to get and That's disappointing. But either way, I think them going to Buffalo. I think the Bills are for real, man. And, they'll lose. <laughs> and then this is the thing, to your point about them being one and oh, done. Oh, I think. No, this is the thing about them being one and done. Like, they're, they're slated. They're going to have to host, what, Indy or Tennessee or Buffalo or Baltimore. I'm not picking them to win any of them games right now. Yeah. They're going to – they're coming off a bye, which – 
I can see the buy can be good and bad. Um, but if they have it, it depends. I mean, they might not think, get the buy. I mean, huh? Kansas City's ten and one. Ah, oh, you're right. And they close with Broncos You're right. at if Dolphins. If they don't get the bye, I can definitely see them losing the first round game. Yeah, I can definitely. So it'll literally be Baltimore of last year. Oof, <laughs> was rolling, <laughs> was rolling, looked unstoppable, lose first round because of a bad matchup. Yeah. But the reason why I don't think the Steelers can go far, quarterback play hasn't been great. It's been mm-hmm. good. It's yeah. been good enough with the short passes, and Ben has done a great job this year. The running game sucks. <laughs> yeah. Running game sucks. So you can't run the ball. It's going to be really cold. All it takes is one of those rib shots, and I'm not <laughs> wishing injury on Big Ben or nobody else. But in the cold, those hits hit. They Those they hits hurt. feel <laughs> much worse. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I don't think they go 16 and 0. I don't think the Jets go uh 0 and 16. No, nah, me neither. Same thing. So. Then they're, the Steelers not are are not going to be perfect and uh the Jets aren't going to be winless. Um yeah. few quick hits for the weekend coming up. I know you said you're never picking the Falcons again, but they host the Saints this week. Um who you got? I want to, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing. It. I will I will say um got film got film on your boy. The, the second coming of Lamar Jackson. Oh, you got to film on Taysom Hill, and you see how he looked last week. Granted, other team didn't have a quarterback, so the game plan was more conservative. But I did like how the Falcons defense played last uh, last week, but it has yeah. nothing to do with they can't stop their pass rush of yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. So I'm still not picking them. Even if I was picking them, I wouldn't say <laughs> I'm picking them. <laughs> that's fair that's fair yeah i'm going with the saints i mean what am i would i be surprised if atlanta wins no it's a division game they know each other just film on Taysom hill you know but at the same time just because i wouldn't be surprised if they win i also can't reasonably pick atlanta to win. can't do it you know what i mean so yeah favorite by three yeah that's what it oh Ooh. new orleans is okay i might i might take that i can see them winning by by two or three by a field goal yeah but I think they win regardless. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Browns Titans, which is looking like the marquee matchup. Uh, I want to. That's my type of game, man. Yeah, man. That thing gonna be. That's nice. my type of game. Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, uh, two quarterbacks not asking to do them do a lot. Both of them have pretty good receivers. Um, is my I don't know if Miles Garrett is playing, but um, I'm picking Tennessee at home. Yeah. Um, I am too. I'm picking the Titans at home. I think it'll be a little bit of a shootout, maybe a 42 to, you know, 30 type game. I think Tennessee wins by 10 plus points. I think they're that much better offensively. Now, Cleveland has the 19th best defense in the league, which isn't something to ride home about. Um, but the Titans are 28. But the Titans are a bend, but but don't quite break. Um, yep. Kind of, Over kind of, under 54. Yeah. And 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 the thing, oh dang, okay, yeah, I guess Vegas agrees <laughs> with me. Um, whereas Tennessee, people don't recognize this, they got third best offense in the league. Their yes. yardage is not going to drive you crazy, but you got to respect Derrick Henry because when you yep. don't, he's going to run you so over. Play six action pass, man. And then I'm just going to play action and throw it over the top. Tennessee, they got AJ Brown, yeah, and they got Corey Davis, six four two thirty on both sides. <clears throat> Cleveland is. Cleveland is an eight and eight roster with a fourth place schedule. Yep. Um, and I hate to say that. And we talked about this 
in the offseason. The AFC North was always just going to have inflated win totals because of the divisions they drew this year, the AFC yeah. South and, uh, and then the NFC East. And so, mm-hmm. you know, look, they're, they're eight and three. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They deserve it. Um, but are you, do I think they are eight and three level team? No. I mean, their last three um, games, they beat the Texans 10 to seven. They beat the Eagles 22, 17. They beat the Jaguars 27, 25. <laughs> That's not, no, they're not even, they're not playing good ball. They're winning these games. They're winning games. Think, nah. Yeah. <laughs> They've got <laughs> one win over a, a, a team with a winning record. And that was the Colts um, 32, 23 earlier in the season. I like Tennessee by two scores. Yeah, um, me too. So, you know, favor about five and a half. I might take that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I might take the five and a half, even though I think it'll be a little bit more. I, I don't think that's a bad bet if you're a, if you're a betting person. Um, so CBS is going to make us all watch Eagles Packers um, at 425. I have no interest in watching this game, to be totally honest. I have zero interest. <laughs> I have zero faith. If, if, um, if Hurts plays, I'll watch. Hmm. What happened to Carson? Wentz? If I get a notification, Jalen Hurts is playing. I yeah. tune in. We got to do all that. Show. Packers by ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, the thing I would be most intrigued in is trying to figure out what quarter Aaron Rodgers does his discount double check. Because um, I just I don't see this game being close, and they got some things to prove, sort of coming off um, yeah. not last week against Chicago, but I think that Indy loss still has like a sting in their mouth. Um, <clears throat> a little bit, and they, they did what they did last week to a Chicago defense that um, is an elite defense, top five. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, now their offense is pretty trash, and that sometimes leads to the defense being put in difficult situations. So we do get that. Yep. Uh, nonetheless, it's still still uh, intriguing what they're able to do. And lastly, Bills Niners is the second Monday night game at eight fifteen because Washington and Pittsburgh play at five. Love all this football. Hey man, I, um, <laughs> I think. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo by one and a half. I think this game will be close. 49ers are starting to get their defenders back. Yeah. So that game won't be high scoring. Uh, but quarterback play has been trashed for the 49ers, no matter who's been under center. So I don't think they can win it late. So I, I, I'll take the Bills. Yeah. I'm going to take the Bills too, man. Look, they have the eighth best offense in the league. Um. All things considered, they 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 can pass the ball very well. I, I, yep. There's something to be desired there from their running game, um, but they just Sean McDermott is an elite coach. Brian Dayball is a, is an elite call uh, play caller, uh, mm-hmm. and and well, when you know, all those fails, if your running backs aren't getting it, you got six five two forty that can get you some yards, man. Yeah, they I mean. they have the formula though. <laughs> you, you <laughs> they have the it. formula. Yeah, you can you can't beat it. Um, yeah, I like I like the Bills uh, against against the, the Bills offense is what the Ravens need to do mm. with their offense. Give them a weapon. Give them a weapon. <laughs> Obviously, even last year without Stephon Diggs, you still saw the way they ran their offense. It wasn't tailored to just the running game. Obviously, they still run the ball well, but mm-hmm. hey, I'm already proclaiming it, putting it in the air. Allen Robinson. Come on, it should be the Ravens' number one target in the offseason. Come on, brother. Number one target. <laughs> Come on, brother. Come on. Close out hey, question. I'll take, I'll oh. take Chris Godwin as a second. <laughs> as a second, yeah. I don't want him as a wide receiver one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, close out question. Who's the MVP right now? In Patrick Mahomes, man. Yeah. It was close. 
Dog, I'm sick of him, how good he is. Yeah. I'm not sick of him, but it's just, it's ridiculous how good this guy is. Yeah. Like, I'm watching, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just laughing. Like, <laughs> yeah. This and he has all these weapons. Yeah. And it's just crazy. Like we said, it's going to come a point, which it comes with all, I don't even say dynasties, uh, great teams. When you have to pay multiple guys, that's when he's going to hit a rough patch where, you know, these games are going to look that easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, man, he's he's clicking. Tyreek Hill, I think he's the best weapon in football. He just can't. If you play man-to-man, you're dead. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. If you double Tyreek Hill, you got Travis Kelsey. Sammy yeah. Watkins hasn't played, I think, the last four games. So, <laughs> yeah. This team's absurd. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. NBA. Yeah. I wanted to be Russell Wilson and Derrick Henry, but. No. I wanted to. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> just needs to have two bad games. And then Wilson needs to have two great games because I want Russ to win one. Yeah, me too. That's a wrap. Appreciate it, bro. Um, right, make sure man. y'all like the show if you subscribe, share it, Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify, whatever it is. We'll see y'all next week on another episode of All 22. Enjoy all the football this weekend. It's going to be nice. It's a lot, man. <laughs> it's a lot. Face.